What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation. We are back broadcasting from Studio 1A here in downtown Arlington, Virginia, the heart of Arlington County, County here in Clarendon. I'm your host, Chris Farley, back again for episode number 65. On our way to 100. Man, oh man. Back with me again, of course, as always, to help us get through the show. To my right is Joanna E. Russo. Joanna, what's up? I'm freshly back from Sussex County. I know. The heart of Sussex County. I saw that you were uh, sending us some, some text pictures. It looked a little nicer there than it was here. I was jealous. It was very nice. It was like 67 in the morning, cool, and then it would warm up, but it was still low humidity. Well, I hope that you've, you you uh, had a good time and then figured out all that we need to know about townships and all that stuff up there in New Jersey. I got a nice lecture from my brother. Okay, good. All right, we'll get to that maybe later in the program or maybe in the tweets sec- section of the program. But before that, we'll introduce our other co-host here. To my left, it's William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? Cell phone use is at an all-time high in the studio today. The intro song was on, and Farley's still surfing or doing whatever he's doing on his phone. Farley's introducing Joanna. She's, like, typing a text yeah. on her phone. And our, our soon-to-be introduced guest has not put her phone down since we started recording. That's, that's true. That is uh, true. This is an all-time high. Do you want your cell phone? <laughs> My cell phone does not have – it doesn't have a smart screen. No, it doesn't. Doc's brought in a cell phone to Does the this studio. even have, like, call waiting? Well, I believe call waiting is part of the service, not the phone. Okay. I mean, literally, the cell phone that Doc's brought to the studio, we'll have to tweet out a picture at Pace Nation. I think it's probably from 15 years ago, and it looks like what a regular cordless phone <laughs> yeah. of today it looks, looks like. It looks like a house phone. Yeah, it looks like a house phone. <laughs> I can't believe you walked around with that in your pocket. I mean, it wouldn't even fit in your pocket. Uh, Joanna is currently taking well, a, a picture of it. You know, far is a good. It was a good, uh, you know, introduction. Yeah, is that, is that a cell phone in your pocket, <laughs> or are you happy to see me? <laughs> that's true. Um, it's a Samsung Sprint phone, mm-hmm. and I just picked up. I think it weighs it's at heavy least too, yeah. three, <laughs> three or four pounds. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you will send a picture out at uh, Pace the Nation. I- I believe when I had that phone as well, the the cell phone plans were like 200 minutes per month. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, uh, I can't believe you would actually be able to to use 200 minutes. There's <laughs> on, no texting, no nothing on this phone. Well, what texting do? doesn't I, count against your minutes anyway. Okay. Oh, you would actually talk on the phone for 200 call, minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I guess actually that's not. Millennials can't relate to that. They'd right. be like, well, I would never hit 200. Yeah, I was just thinking, I was like, I'd probably talk for five minutes a month on my phone. Yeah. I mean, the battery on the phone is literally as big as some phones out there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Docs, thanks for bringing Good. that in studio. Sure. I uh, I can't get the battery back on. but that's uh, You okay. broke it, you buy it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you 15 cents for this thing. All right, big, big show to get to today, guys. Uh, you mentioned... Uh, there, we do have our, our guest in studio. We're going to get to her in a minute. Uh, it's Julie Cully, who is uh, an Olympian. She's also eight months pregnant. And she's going to talk about running, being pregnant while running. We'll talk about, you know, maybe some of the big event in Eugene. And uh, I, think, I think her agenda for the talk today is whatevs. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. She's a, she's a loyal listener of the, of the podcast that so we can get into. All that with her today on the program. Uh, I have a, a, a bet, 
a true bet. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. we, we talk a lot of gambling on the show. I have mm-hmm. a, a bet that came across uh, my desk last week that I needed your guys' help on. Joanna, don't you love that he sits at a gambling desk? <laughs> <laughs> this hypothetical desk that I have. Not, it's not got literally, green felt. Not, not, <laughs> <Yeah>. not literally. <laughs> but it came across, uh, it came my way from a buddy. And uh, I, have a, I have a friend who knows a guy out in Vegas who is betting another person a large amount of money. And it's, it has to do with them running a marathon in a certain time mm-hmm. in the 90 degree heat. So uh, I pose the question to you guys. We're going to get into that. Yeah, we're definitely talking about this. I think this everybody would be interested in this story. It's very fascinating. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, we'll also talk about running in the heat. It was a hot one last Saturday for the Crystal City Twilighter. So uh, we were all out there. We had a great time despite the heat and then had a great happy hour afterwards. So I appreciate everybody coming out, braving the heat, running the race and then hanging out with us at the crystal city sports pub. Great time for that podcast. Happy hour. Oh yeah. We had a happy hour. Yeah. So good to see some, uh, some, some of you guys out there. So maybe we'll get into some of that, but let's start with the, the bet. Mm -hmm. It it did come across my, my desk this Mm -hmm. week that there is a professional poker player out in Vegas who has a buddy. The guy is pretty fit guy, but not a runner. He's, I'd say, probably 5'11", 160 or so. I sent you guys a picture of what he looks like. Looks mm-hmm. like a fit guy, 35 years fit, old. Yeah. He looks like a runner. He, looks like yeah, a runner. he looks like he definitely ran at some point in his life. Totally. But he apparently has not done any running, goes to the gym regularly, and he is also a professional poker player. And these poker players have, uh, they, they just have a different mindset. Maybe a screw loose. And they're willing to put a lot of money down on the stupidest things. Mm-hmm. So the one guy has bet, hypothetically, hasn't come through yet, but has bet the other guy ten to $30,000 that this 36-year-old, 160-pound, 5'11 person cannot run a marathon in five hours in the 90-degree heat. So the the thirty five year old, let's call him fit guy. Okay, fit guy. Fit right. guy. Mm-hmm. So the poker player bet the fit guy that right. he can't run a sub five hour marathon. That's Correct. That's right. The, that's the bet. Right. With but wait, the, why did it come across your desk? Yeah. <laughs> Somehow I've been deemed the expert on whether it's or not it's possible for this guy to actually mm-hmm. do it. And one thing I don't think I mentioned was he's going to be running it in the ninety degree heat. Uh, in California or Nevada or somewhere where they've... But no humidity. Not as much humidity, true, but it's going to be middle of the day in the in the heat on some sort of flat surface. So it's not going to be like a... It's not going to be a, a regular marathon. With All crowd right. support and other people right, there. Right, right. All right, can I do a, a, a recap here? Yes. Mm-hmm. You have a, a guy who's asking for your advice because he wants to wager with another guy. Right. The guy that he's wagering with claims he can break five hours in a marathon that he's going to run by himself on a track in 90-degree weather. Right. The guy goes to the gym regularly, but he doesn't do cardio. Right. But then you sent us a picture of the guy, and he certainly looks like he's a long-distance runner. Yes, he does. He does, but according to the poker player who is, is, is asking for my advice... 
Let me just read from what he says. He says he does not run or do much cardio at all, but on a daily basis he lifts weights. Mm-hmm. He's run a marathon before, but that was 10 years ago. He hasn't trained for this whatsoever. He'd be running outside on either a track or a flat course. The weather has to be hotter than 90 degrees, which will be in California where he'd be running. Oh, that's a stipulation to the bet. Yes. Mm-hmm. The guy thinks he can break five hours. If it's, I thought that was just kind of like a, it's coming up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I, but I also asked you, what was his marathon previous? And we didn't get that time? Well, he, he did say that he ran... 32 miles and five hours and 38 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that would be definitely under less five. than five. Right? But in different weather conditions. Different conditions. And mm-hmm. I'd probably say it was probably about 430 if you if you take out the 26.2 miles of that five but hours. How and tall is minutes. he? He's, he's 5'11"? 5'11". He's, he's 5'11 and 155. 5'10", 155. Yeah, sorry. That's skinny. That is definitely skinny. He's, he's not carrying uh, a lot of weight. I mean, that would be one concern. Yep. So what do you what do you think, Joanna? And then let me just finalize. This mm-hmm. is his text to me. I realize there's a bunch of unknowns, but I figured you would have a better handle on whether he can accomplish this or not than I would. I'd probably be betting ten to thirty thousand dollars. So I want to do my due diligence. Thanks mm-hmm. for your consideration. Can I be the rabbit in this race? <laughs> <laughs> You mean um, you mean in 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 the talking about it, or do you want to go out there and? Yeah, and can I? Can does he? Does he? He care? doesn't want to bet you. No, he doesn't want to bet <laughs> oh. anybody who's been running consistently. <laughs> oh, but I think that's the thing. He actually, that's a good idea, jo- Joanna. Like, if if they're betting thirty grand, this guy should pay Joanna five thousand dollars to coach him up and and rabbit him and run with him. Uh, I think he's right, and yeah. then and then the other guy should pay Joanna five thousand dollars not to coach him up and rabbit him. <laughs> True. Yeah, that one sounds easier for me. <laughs> How about you just put five thousand dollars down with him because the guy's not going to be able to do it. There's just I don't, no I don't way. No, I, I mean, I I think it's really really tough to run a marathon on a track by yourself in the heat because mm-hmm. there's definitely like Chicago that really hot year right. got canceled and shortened. So I do think that the heat is a factor, but I would be really curious about his mental state and if he's a poker player, isn't he used to like monotony and focus? True. Very true. I think that's that's because a, a marathon is is mental, especially in those totally. last six miles. So if he's got a strong mental game and he really wants to win, these poker players will sit down at sessions for ten to fifteen hours and just play poker and just fold, 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 and wait for a good hand. And they've got that mental fortitude to do that, which I I think takes mental fortitude because it sounds boring to me. <laughs> I mean, I think at first glance, it seems like a really easy bet that like, duh, he can't do this because it's too hot, it's too boring, and he's not a runner. But mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some question marks and maybe he can. So it is it is an interesting bet. I'm very curious I to see what happens. I just don't think you can translate doing some weightlifting and maybe, you know, getting on the, the elliptical machine in the gym. Well, how, Despite how, the fact that you're a fit guy, it just 26 but, miles... Yeah, is but, it the great equalizer? Yeah, but we're not talking about trying to qualify for Boston. True. We're just yeah. talking about trying to run under five hours. And I've definitely had friends that did not train for Marine Corps and ran it under five hours. And I know some people who have tried very hard to break five hours, and it's not easy to do. It's not. But that's Steve Shinovive didn't break five hours. That's that's why it's important to say what's what's He's the a guy's guy. Yeah, but that's why it's important to say what's this guy's uh, running background. He looks like a runner. I mean, he has a build like a runner. 
I also think, like, I would, I would say with the disclaimer, I would say, well, I don't think that he can break five hours without putting in any sort of training. But I also would, if he does, I would, I would guess that he sandbagged this. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. That's... And and very important thing, you were telling us earlier that right now, I guess you brought this up three days ago, four days ago, yep. and they still haven't. Uh, consummated the bet no yeah. so right. that means for the last four days this guy's been been distance training which i think would, would have a yeah big, but the, it's, he's not going to build up any fitness <laughs> and docs, i mean it's not the thing that you guys aren't it's 90 degrees i mean like, the heat's a huge how a is huge he factor. but is he affected by heat yeah. like me running in 90 degrees would be <laughs> a disaster would, right. but some people maybe he'd be fine i think but this is this is you running on the east coast with the humidity 90 degrees it's not as bad where they are out in California. Even if it hits 90 degrees, it's it's not humid. So you're making the case that he can do it. No, I don't think he can. Uh, I think I, if he does it, he's sandbagging. I think if he does it... That's that, an that, interesting that, point that you brought up. I never even thought. Like, I figured, yeah, the guy's telling the truth, but what if he was sandbagging to bait him into the, some huge bet, and then he goes out and runs and, 4.30? And I think for all of our... our uh, math listeners and engineers out there another question is how how far can he run on not training and then walk the rest of the race and still break five hours mm, awesome will there be any uh sort of support like will he have access to water yeah okay. so i think they're gonna do it around the track will there be an emt <laughs> <laughs> there better be he's gonna do it around the track you better put the money on the table before you start just in case <laughs> something bad happens yes uh do it around the track so he, he'll have access to water and other, you know, he'll have fluids, he'll have, you know, bars, gels. But again, these guys don't train with any of this. So he doesn't, he doesn't, he won't even know that he that's won't even what know he what he needs. Yeah. yeah. I think the most likely scenario is that he bails. Right. Like, I, I agree. I, I think that he's probably going to drop out, at, you know, somewhere at some point in the race, you know, between. 10 and 15 miles if, if he even gets that far i think he's just going to be like nope not going to happen or this is a this is like a one of those movies you know where the tenacity of the human spirit wins out mm -hmm. and he it, completes it it, it, <laughs> it could, could be i just don't see it happening all right joanna you have to put a thousand dollars on this bet which way are you betting oh i don't i don't bet no i know but like, hypothetically it's, give a, us, it's a hypothetical pick a side all right joanna they're going to put a shower in the Navy Yard store if you get this bet right. Which side do you bet? Mm, I have played that game before and lost. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I, I really want him to be able to do it, but I don't think that he can. I think it's going to be too hot. I think it's unanimous here with the host. I just don't think he could do it. I think running five hours in a marathon is difficult to do and people people underestimate how hard that is and 90 degree temperature for somebody who hasn't run i think it's almost impossible i'll tell you what i'm really upset that we don't have a resolution at the time of this recording because we talked about this on monday and i was like really <laughs> anticipating uh how the story play out and i thought that you were going to reveal it to us so i'm, I'm a little sorry. disappointed we that that these guys are, are still waffling uh, but I think for our listeners, they have to go through with this bet now. All right. I, I agree. I'll let the guy know. I told him I was going to uh, ask a couple friends of mine and, and their opinion, and I gave him my opinion. I said I would put the money 
down on him not being able to do it. I think your money's safe. And he said, all right, and I, I, I agree. And he went back to our, our fit guy. What did you call him? Uh, Mr. Fit Guy? Yeah, Fit Guy. Fit Guy. And Fit Guy is, is not pulled the trigger on the bet. So we will keep you posted on this gambling pod. I mean, running, it, running podcast <laughs> that we do here. And let us know if you think this guy who doesn't train can do it. Tweet us at Pace the Nation. Let us know what you think. It's unanimous in the room. We don't think he can do it. Well, Joanna wasn't a full commitment, <laughs> but we we mostly got her to say that she he doesn't think uh, she doesn't think he can do it. We will keep you updated on that. But next, excited to be joined by Olympian and eight month pregnant runner Julie Cully. Next here on Pace the Nation. <laughs> All right, welcome back to the program. Now excited to be joined by Olympian, and I described her as an eight-month pregnant runner. That's all she means to you these That's days. It. <laughs> she also happens to be my wife. It's Julie Cully. Julie, thank you for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. I have to say I'm a little over eight months, and every single day matters <laughs> at this point. At so, this point. Yeah, three, you, you, three and a half weeks to go. She said, uh, before we left for the show, she said, uh, I wish it was Saturday. And I said, well, why? I mean, our days are kind of, you know. For you guys, every day is a Saturday. <laughs> not, not really, but it's, our days really don't matter because, you know, I work, she works. It's not like Thursday or Friday. And she said because it would be a, a couple days closer to her giving birth and being done with being pregnant so for the time sorry being. james that's not a f- any offense to you right james the unborn child yeah no no offense to to we just can't wait to meet you that's kid. all <laughs> yeah uh, she just can't wait to be not pregnant anymore so uh, too. uh so julie uh we got you on the program today it was a hard sell because <laughs> we really didn't have another guest yeah and, feeling good yeah and you know I, I i thought it would be good to have you on uh, we, we're excited about our guest next week to talk more Olympics. We had Matt Sensuitz Sr. last week to talk Olympics. So we're not going to talk a ton of Olympics, but we do have a series of questions for you. Or uh, topics. Is or it just, topics. It's more like she's hanging out with us. Hanging she's not out. really a right. guest. She's a loyal listener. I'm here to hang, guys. She's yeah. And lo- also, I was getting really offended by the fact that Sensuitz had his second appearance on the show. <laughs> uh, that happened before my second appearance. Also, Sandwich Todd, the amount of times that he's been on the show. True. I'm starting to get a little offended. <laughs> Maybe I need some more exotic meat in my freezer. <laughs> no, we definitely don't need any elk in our freezer. I, I wouldn't eat... I wouldn't eat... I wouldn't eat anything except anything. for a plain turkey sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't eat. I have a hard time eating anything besides chicken and turkey. There's no yeah. way I would eat elk or alligator or whatever else Todd had in there. Uh, but no, thank you for joining us for the second time on the program. Are we just recycling guests now? And mm-hmm. getting, uh, it's, the, it's our second season. Sec, second season. We and, just we have one one playlist. We got to the end of the page, and now we just go back to the top and, and keep going through. That's, I like to think of it as recurring characters. That's true. There you go. Somebody's an English major. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll remind the audience, Julie w- was an Olympian from 2012. She is the assistant coach of the... Georgetown University Hoyas track and field and cross country team, and she is a professional runner for ASICS. So and she's prego and she's pregnant. <laughs> I think we, that's the most important as, qualifier as we, as at just, this point. As we mm-hmm. just mentioned, so let's start with how's the running going? Being pregnant, 
Well, at the moment, it's non-existent. Uh, I had to give up running around 25 weeks. So I was doing these run walks, which were really kind of interesting when you go from training full time to, you know, walking as counting walking as part of your exercise regimen. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I had to start walking was because I had these really severe cramps. I would get like half a mile into my running and then I'd have these awful, awful cramps. And I was like, okay, we'll just walk until that goes away. And then, and then I would start running again. So I went to the doctor and I said, Hey, everything's going great, but I've, I get these really weird, like really kind of intense cramps when I'm running and they're like, Oh, those are contractions. So you probably should um, quit running for a little while. <laughs> Dude, it's so unfair. I wish I could get pregnant and not have to run. <laughs> I know. You'll especially do in the anything summer. not yeah. to do this yeah. marathon. Yeah, especially uh, in the summer. He's yeah. <laughs> We're all it, it actually was a really good excuse. I was like, really? Yeah. It, usually somebody tells me I'm injured and I have to stop running. And, and this was for a greater cause. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. Well, I being guess pregnant, I'll stop running. Being pregnant is also a medical condition. That's <laughs> <Well>, true. <laughs> but it's is, not a depressing one. It's I not. guess depending no, on how not, you look no, at it. No, it's definitely not. Very exciting. We're very excited. But Doc is being offered like a free chance to run the New York City Marathon. Do you know how many people want to get in the New York City Marathon? Mm-hmm. And he's thinking and trying to think of every excuse yeah. not to be able to do it. And I call ASICS and say, sorry, I got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with committing to a big marathon is that the actual weekend and the race itself is pretty cool and pretty fun, but right. there's a lot that getting goes there. into getting there. No, no question. Uh, so you actually did train for the New York City Marathon. Are you going to continue to train after uh, after the baby, maybe do things like the marathon or get back on the track? What are your thoughts? What are your plans? Well, I think at this stage of my career, I, um, I'm kind of going to see how it goes. So I don't really have huge expectations. I think one of the reasons women get really injured um, and get in these pretty bad injury cycles after pregnancy is they have specific goals that they're uh, focused on right away after pregnancy. And... Um, that's not really something that excites me right now. I kind of just want to get back to it. Um, I would love to get back to training, but I want to kind of take it easy. So um, if I find myself in good shape in a year from now, maybe I'll look into some racing and stuff. But I think uh, the thing that I've learned watching a lot of these professional runners and maybe semi-retired professional runners trying to get after it so quickly is uh, they end up with a lot of a lot of issues. So kind of taking your time with it is probably something that appeals a little bit more to me so you're not going to take Dox's uh, spot at the new york city marathon this fall no no <laughs> i've trained for new york twice yeah. and never made it to the starting line hey so. that's not a good endorsement <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, yeah. we're trying to convince him that it is uh, a good idea. anyway i'm not giving away my race bib <laughs> okay. we've talked many many times that uh bib swapping is, yes, is not true. okay yeah lisa reeves is going to come after yeah. you guys yeah. Yeah. no very very true so there are some women who have gotten back, like Kara Goucher or, uh, you know, Sarah Brown was training, you know, after her, her baby pretty quickly after ran in the Olympic trials. You know, just, just talk about, like, what you think of those two or others who are able to run afterwards. Yeah, I think a lot of women, you know, we're kind of told, even even people who are not involved in the professional side of the sport talk a lot about, hey, you know, I heard that so-and-so ran really fast after giving birth and, you know, there's all these benefits of, of training and getting back to competition right away. And I think it's kind of skewed um, some people's perspective on on how difficult it is to really kind of let the body come around and kind of 
tone down your goals a little bit. I don't fault Sarah Brown for wanting to get after it. So I, I think you guys have talked about Sarah before, but Sarah... Um, had kind of a surprise pregnancy and she was supposed to give birth about four months before the Olympic trials. Um, so she was training as hard as she could while pregnant. Um, and she was able to take the starting line at the Olympic trials, but not without a whole slew of injuries that happened in that three to four month period leading up to it. So there's just a, an amount of time that I think your body really has to kind of come back to center. Um, and I think when women try to rush that, um, not to get into the specifics of what happens to a woman's body after giving birth, yeah. <laughs> thank you. <Yeah. laughs> we'll spare you guys from that. But um, it definitely takes a while for a woman's like hips and muscles and joints to get going to get into the specifics. <laughs> uh, hips and joints to get back to center. And I think uh, when you're trying to train too hard um, before all that kind of gets back, it, uh, you can you're really opening yourself up to injury. So. Someone like Sarah Brown ended up with, I believe, several stress fractures or several stress reactions in her spine um, while trying to come back just because she was pushing that envelope. And again, I don't blame her for that. It's, you know, the Olympics and the Olympic trials and it comes around every four years. But um, I think women need to give themselves a little bit more of a break um, and kind of get back to things as slowly and, and, and with a proper progression. Um, also with, with Kara Goucher, she was someone who came back and ran the marathon within six months. I believe it was six months of her giving birth to her son. And then, um, and she was able to run pretty well, but then ended up with a series of injuries that kind of took her out of, of serious competition for a couple of years. So it's a very delicate, delicate space, I think. Julie, did you have a, an Olympic qualifying time this year? I did not. Uh-huh. So I couldn't pull an Alicia Montano, even I if I tried. Like, <laughs> like you could have just made a complete ish show out of yourself. <laughs> Jumping on the track and, and walk jogging 5,000 meters. If, if we were both A6 athletes, too. would have been like a whole Team A6 pregnancy thing. So yeah. I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I, didn't, I got hurt last spring, so I wasn't even able to get a qualifier into this year. So I did get that question a lot, though. Mm-hmm. Are you going to pull the... Uh, eight months pregnant running out on mm-hmm. the track thing, but her two laps versus my 12 exactly. and a half would have been really difficult. And, so. you had, and she jogged it. You would have had to walk jog yeah. because of your doctor. They would have went, taken order. one of those like sheep hooks and like just pulled me yeah. off the track at some point. Cause they're like, yeah. this is pathetic and you're actually impeding the race. Well, sheep you could go out in lane too. Yeah, you could. She'd be laughed like 10 times. I think that they'd want to move on to the next event. There was a- <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> um, there was a woman in the 2000, eight olympic trials in boston in the marathon she ran the first loop with a cast with like a hard cast Oof, that's brutal well th- there was the guy do you remember that i don't remember that but yeah. i remember at the well, starting well, of the, it happen. <laughs> the nike women's half there was somebody who started on crutches and i was just like how are you gonna do this yeah yeah she got that sheep hook i think <laughs> about halfway <laughs> i didn't know it was a sheep hook it's like uh, from the cartoons. Uh, okay. Well, you want a lasso? Maybe we can lasso something <laughs> as well. There was the guy from the Olympic men's marathon trials, the, the stoner. Who, Barnacle. Yeah, you were out there. He 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 needed a sheep's hook, I think. But in that race, in that race, there wasn't a next event to get to, which is is different. Yeah. So Barnacle just kept clinging on. Yeah. So good, good one. For, good for Barnacle. All right. So Julie, we're getting closer to uh, the kids getting back in school. And uh, the cross-country season for Georgetown is almost upon us. Uh, there was a lot of kids who ran really fast this summer. Olympic trials athletes. You know, a, a kid from New Jersey made the Olympic team in the hurdles. Uh, a kid here locally, 
uh, almost made the 200 team. And, and you know, won the junior. And won the junior junior title in the 100 in the world championships. We had uh, another kid from Lake Braddock make the semis of the 1500 in Kate Murphy. And, you know, Drew Hunter just signed a 10-year deal, and he's a high schooler who was going go to go to years? 10 years yeah, with Adidas. 10 years. Wow. So I kinda and went, college tuition paid for. I wanted your opinion on, on all these kids who are – Signing these deals out of col or out of high school, that certainly wasn't a thing when you were coming out of high school. No, definitely not. Um, you know, I think that high school running has really caught up to the level of coaching that's going on in in colleges now. So, especially with the the birth of the internet, I'm really dating myself here. <laughs> um, there's so much more information out there. So, high school kids are at such an advantage because so many of these high school coaches are so well educated. Um, so you've got kids doing things that are almost unheard of even five to 10 years ago. I think it's an interesting topic because you have so many kids who are starting to sign from high school ages onwards, and they have a difficult time in those first couple of years that they're competing. Um, I think that's why you see a contract like Drew Hunter's be 10 years, because they're actually making a long-term investment in the development of the athletes. So we've had athletes that have signed, but maybe for two years, three years, four years to get them through the Olympic cycle right out of high school. And those athletes oftentimes take a much longer period of time to get to the point where they're capable of making a world championship team or they're capable of making an Olympic team because you kind of have to give them that grace period of that those developmental years that they would have had in college. I mean, look, look at like a Robbie Andrews. Mm -hmm. he, he left school after two years. And signed with Adidas and tried to tried out for the uh, 2012 Olympic team and didn't make it, and now he's on the Olympic team this year. Like he's he's yep. now getting coming into his own as a miler. Yeah. So with these longer contracts, like with a 10 year contract, is there less pressure then to perform right away because there's more focus on development then? I think it appears that way, okay. but I think when you probably break down some of these contracts, you'll see the amount of uh, reductions in them as well if the athletes are not performing up to par. Um, but I don't, I've never seen one of these high school contracts, so it is possible that they are giving them a little bit of leeway, especially mm -hmm. in those first couple of years, which you would really hope so. Mm -hmm. uh, the likelihood of these kids making an Olympic team you know, two years from now, well, obviously not two years Probably from now, not but in their, first, <laughs> right, right, in their yeah, first, right. in their first, first go uh, around. yeah, in their first go around is, is, is probably pretty small. Mm. Um, so I think it is pretty cool to see them, you know, investing in them long term, but it really kind of is deceiving. So it really depends on what is actually written in those contracts. And so, so Farley, um, Adidas signed Drew Hunter. But they also signed the uh, the T.C. Williams sprinters. Mm -hmm. So I guess Adidas is listening to the show. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> apparently they are. Because we talked about this last week. We did. Well, thank yeah. you, Adidas, for, for listening. Yeah. Um, about time you pony up something for, for, the, for the show. No. At least take care of our I, local I, high school I love, athletes. Love those, love those guys over at Adidas. Uh, they took me out to the Wasa Marathon. Awesome, awesome guys. Um, so – a question for let, let's break it to kind of down in layman's terms for for folks who don't follow track as closely so football mm -hmm. uh you know professional football players they have to have two years in college three. they have to go three years in college three years right? in college baseball 
you can go directly out of high school, but you usually go to the farm team. So there's a developmental program there. Uh, basketball, they have to go to one, one year, year one college. year of college. So let's just take. Well, okay, but when you say that, you it, actually the rule is that you have to be one year removed from, from your high, high school, school graduation, right? So you can go play professionally in China if you want to, right? But the, just just for the sticklers, right. I, I don't want yeah, a million a tweets point. because Farley's getting <laughs> this technically point. wrong. But my point is, is that <laughs> there is some sort of development, and there isn't a straight from high school to the pros. Pretty much uh, in, in any of the main sports, yet they're doing this for track, and it seems to be like a trend. Is Kate Murphy going to sign next year? I mean, is this an indictment as a college coach? Is this an indictment on the college running and using college running as a developmental tool for these guys to actually run professionally? Yeah, I mean, I think that it lends itself to the conversation of the lack of professionalism in track and field as well. I mean, we don't have... Our federation, for uh, better or worse, is is kind of not really setting the standard, and they're not really working with the NCAA to really protect some of these student athletes. Um, I do think it is somewhat of a shot on collegiate athletics because I think ultimately the best athletes that we've had in the U.S. have gone through the collegiate system. Um, but then you have if there if there are no rules against it, if there are no professional terms then you have these student athletes who are maybe juniors or seniors in high school being offered, you know, big time money, especially as, as a kid. And then there's nothing from there. So it's it way better than babysitting. It does pay <laughs> way better than babysitting. Yeah. Um, and in Drew Hunter's case, they've offered, you know, to pay for college at his college of choice. But then you look at what his actual situation is. It's obviously really exciting that he's signing with Adidas, but he's staying with his high school coach. And so is that the best for him? Is that what's best for Adidas? So it ends up being kind of this really gray area of, yes, it's really exciting that you're, you know, Adidas believes in him and thinks that he can be, you know, the next big star in the U.S., but then there's no system of development. So he can go with whatever coach he wants to. Um, with Nike, it's a little bit different. I think you end up in one of the, the Nike training camps if you sign. But so many of these kids uh, end up staying at home. Like Alexa Ephraimson is someone from Washington State, and she signed with Nike, and she was allowed to stay with her high school coach. So is it what's best for them long term? I don't know. So, all right, the last question on this. Uh, put yourself in Kate Murphy's shoes. We had Mike Mangan, mm -hmm. head coach of the Lake Braddock Bruins, doing a great job with Kate. Every school in the country, including Georgetown, I'm sure, is recruiting Kate Murphy. She could go wherever she wants. So you're, you guys are recruiting her. Would you advise her to take a deal, <laughs> stay at Lake Braddock with Coach Mangan? Can I answer this question? Yeah, is this like an NCAA why, violation that's or why, something? That's why I just laughed. I don't think that you as a coach at Georgetown okay. could answer that. That's yeah. a, that's a good Joanna point. and I can weigh in, but I don't think we can ask uh, Julie to okay. weigh in. Okay. I All can right. I can say that I think in this situation, in these scenarios, <laughs> it really is important. I'm not going to speak specifically to okay. Kate Murphy, but I think it is really important to understand the maturity level of the student athlete and if they are capable of really taking it to the next level. Because if you're talking about a junior or senior in high school, um, especially on the female side, they may or may not have gone through puberty yet. There's going to be changes that are happening in their lives physically um, and emotionally. So sometimes college is, well, most of the time college is a really good place for them to go to, to develop long term. 
But when you're talking about professional sports like basketball and baseball, and you see these individuals who are being offered these really large contracts, um, it's kind of hard to turn that down. That may be the highest amount of money that they're ever worth. And so it's important for them to weigh those options. Docs, thank you for making sure that I didn't lose like a lot of my household income by right. getting fired. I appreciate it. Exactly. Docs <laughs> exactly. really, is always looking out yeah, for he, you. He is. Yeah. For we us. really need the lawyers in the studio. I, I, we do. <laughs> we do. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's take it off such a, you know, a, a hot topic or hot button topic there, uh, such as high schoolers leaving to go directly to the professionals to the podcast. So mm-hmm. you are a loyal fan of the show. Yeah. I can't uh, say I always was. Sorry, guys. Well, when the show got really good, then I what, became a loyal fan. When it, when was that? Yeah. I don't know. We have to figure out when the turning point was. Mm-hmm. But now so I Joanna, listen to every episode. Joanna, ask her a bunch of trivia questions, and then when she can't, <laughs> when she can't answer her, yeah. then we know that's when it turns. <laughs> You'll know the, the turning point. But I have a bad memory, and I also have pregnancy brain, so it might be inaccurate yeah, at this point. <laughs> Farley, she's blaming the pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, I know. But you are a big fan of the show. Tell me, you know, some of the the, the highlights. Uh, what are the things you've liked in the last uh, or the episodes you can remember? And then after that, say something nice about me. <laughs> <laughs> Always dogs. Um, well, I do. I do enjoy the professional runners that you guys have had on the show. And maybe that's because I can relate to a lot of them. But I do like the fact that there is so much diversity in the show as far as the type of individuals that you guys bring on or interview they're from all different aspects of the sport of running um from joggers or first-time runners to uh you know people who are the leaders in our industry so that is really cool to me and especially the ones that have the connection to washington dc sorry i kind of sound like i'm throwing a commercial in here Mm -hmm. for you guys um but i i I think my favorites my favorite episode uh Probably was Coach Sensuitz's episode. Last his, his first one or his see, second I haven't one? listened to his okay, the last one, one yet. Okay. Yeah, the first one. So oh, you mean episode seven? Oh yeah. yeah. So I did go back and wow. Listen to so that we one. were good pretty early. That's good. Good to know. Yeah. Well, she said she went back and listened to that one. There's like a period where there's a, there's several episodes that I didn't listen to, and I think uh, then I got lectured by my husband. <laughs> no, yeah. I I can I can tell you right now because of all the stuff that that Farley admits to on the show. You should listen for that reason alone. I actually started listening more to the show because I'm afraid of what he says about <laughs> <Yeah>. me <laughs> and our relationship and our dog. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I, it's for my own All invested valid. interest at this point exactly. to make sure that uh, he's not saying too much or... You know, he often comes back and says, hey, listen, I just got to give you a little heads up that I threw you under the bus pretty hard this week. So just just I'm at least I'm warning you for when you listen to it. And it, it never ends up being as bad as she I thought was, it was she's referring be. to when we had Dr. Beck and Dr. Booker in here. And I said she was always late and to her an appointment, her appointment with them and. I actually am always late to my appointments, but it was them, a so little that's bit not, of the, not the pot in the kettle type deal, whatever yeah. that saying is. Um, after you have the baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys, your life is going to change. Um, I don't think either of you, uh, probably you more, Julie, definitely not Farley. I don't think you guys really appreciate how busy your life is going to be with a baby. Yeah. Can you 
go on record and say the podcast is going to continue after this. The podcast will continue. I don't know. The stores may go under, but but the podcast will continue. So I think that that will be the priority in any given week. Don't you think Farley less hands-on with the store can only help? Probably. (laughs) Probably. I think his managers will probably all agree to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to ask one of his managers here at the table. No, let's not. Let's move on. All right. Well, Julie, thank you for joining us. Thank you loyal listener julie cully olympian coach at georgetown prego pregnant eight, <laughs> eight months pregnant appreciate you being yeah being are, you, here. are you gonna make the big announcement when we actually do have the baby uh what's the big announcement that you know, have a that baby have oh a baby. that we have a baby. yeah, yeah. Oh, it yeah. might be on hiatus yeah. but, well I'll, i'm sure that i will hear about the yeah. delivery on the podcast yeah. so yeah. i would like it if yeah you talk about all right so podcast. we will we will do that on on the podcast maybe we'll just have to have the baby in secret the only people who know are family members and then we'll make the big po- announcement here all right we we, we should do breaking that. news we breaking should do news. that we don't do the whole facebook or twitter or all that stuff on you know right, so on social media social media now i just like to talk about I like to talk about everybody's personal life on the show. Mm-hmm. I don't like to, you know, do it all on Facebook and Twitter and all that. Anyways, Julie, thank you for joining us. Thanks, guys. All right, that's Julie Cully. This is Pace the Nation. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the program, and thanks again to Julie Cully for joining us here on Pace the Nation. You know it's cool, Farley? What, what, what's that? Uh, Julie became a listener because she's afraid of what we say about her. <laughs> yes. I think we can increase our numbers uh, by turning this to like a full-fledged <laughs> gossip show and just talk about everybody okay. nonstop. That's a lot of listeners to talk about. Yeah. But I think it's a good idea. Well, we need to talk, to, talk about non-listeners and then tell them, hey, we talk about you on the show. And then they, they have to listen to hear what, what we're saying about them. It pretty much is a gossip show. I feel like we don't cover a lot of running. I uh, I mm-hmm. wanted to talk about running in the heat. And yeah, but we gossip about dogs. Yeah, we do. So maybe, we, maybe we'll get into some real running talk, but not a bad idea, Docs. Uh, but yeah, thank you to Julie for joining us. Uh, I thought that was a, uh, you know, relaxed, laid back, good interview from her. Um, we will break the news of the, the baby Pacers. Uh, born on the show little pacer little pacer yeah uh so we uh did want to talk about running here in the heat crystal city was super hot last week i actually didn't run docs actually didn't run i was on a hiatus joanna didn't run either Mm -mm. but we had a lot of listeners and Mm -hmm. folks there at the uh happy hour after courageous people (laughs) i know hats off to you who ran the race and it wasn't that bad no it was not that bad but you you know um i was at the finish line yep and for the first time i got to hold the uh the finish line tape the finish line tape so yep. that was pretty cool yep. didn't didn't mess that up no you did a great job um we should have tried to hold on as tight as possible so that the person <laughs> like fell over that would have been great but you were like no you no we we, we def- definitely didn't want to uh have that rubber band effect where they mm-hmm. bounce back no that wouldn't be yeah that wouldn't have been good maybe good publicity for the show but no but i saw i saw heather jeff Yep. Um, at the finish line and she's like why aren't you running and I was like I'm taking a week off and she goes why <laughs> and I said because you told me <laughs> yeah, she did but running in the heat uh, 1400 finishers or so brave the elements out there uh, we, we did a Pacers Oasis that Saturday morning and there was hundreds 
upon hundreds of folks out there. Uh, uh, part, I know what that means, but can you just explain so the what that means? So Paces Oasis, we have a water stop with gels. Uh, we actually had Tailwind out there, which is a, uh electrolyte replenisher. We were set up right there on the between where the uh, the key bridge and intersects with the W and D trail. So you've got a spot where people are going into Arlington, to Alexandria, and to DC. It's just a a point where a lot of runners are are going past, and we have pacers set out there, and we'll have it three times this summer. Uh, so check our website, runpacers.com. And what number was that? Pacers Oasis. So that was number one. Mm-hmm. So it was about 90 degrees by uh, 8 a.m., but I think the humidity is probably really the the, the tougher. The ticker? T- tougher part of the actual. The running running in 90 degrees I don't think is, unless you're trying to break five hours and yeah. have I was going to say, your story is changing yeah, yeah, now. I haven't run a you're race. You're talking yourself out of this bet. If you slow down and you run in 90-degree weather, it's doable. But the humidity really is the tough part. So we had a number of folks out there, you know, and the folks I was talking to or surveying were saying they were stopping for water every 15 minutes. And generally, you know, you, you would stop for water, I'd say, every 45 minutes. But on a day like Saturday, stopping for every 15 minutes, whether they had a water belt or stopping for water at the Oasis. We actually had a group who was just running loops and doing about three miles at a time and just and stopping, then coming at, back so that stopping they can at get the, the Oasis. The, the Oasis. Yeah. That's a good point, though. I, I went on a run, I don't know how long ago, but it was ridiculously hot. And I just wanted variety. Yep. So I, I didn't go the normal route that I do. And while I was running, I was like, I have no idea where, if anywhere, water fountains are on this trail here. Right. Because the trail that I normally run in, I could tell you exactly where the water fountains are and kind of like look forward to that. Be like, all right, I got to go another mile and then I can hit a, a water fountain there, you know. And that's what I'd rec- I'd recommend not doing that, Docs. I really think if you can plan a route that has a water fountain – Carry enough water with you, or just do a handheld run to the next water fountain, fill it up. You can really get through this heat. And I'm telling you, we are one month away. You get to September. Joanna's rolling her eyes. At I me. definitely am. You get to <laughs> September, and we are we are through the. We are almost through it. I do think I do think that um, running in the summer is important so that you can run fast in the fall. Yes, so you can be fit in the fall and running through the winter. Uh, is important so you can be uh, fit and fast in the in the spring. Yeah, I, I totally you gotta agree. run year round. I, I totally agree, and and you really just need to get through these eight weeks. Mm-hmm. We're it, you halfway know, through the eight weeks. It's it's a good mental game. I'd say if anything, summer doesn't really work in my physical fitness. It works in my mental fitness. Yes, <laughs> because so many times I go out there and just want to quit. Want to yeah, just want to die out there. Mm-hmm. I I understand. I understand, but I'm telling you, you are halfway through. You are four weeks Joanna, away. So you can optimistic. Do it. Joanna, I... you can do it. <laughs> You're four weeks away from breaking through, and I'm telling you, those runs that you have to slow down here in the end of July and in early August, you won't have. You won't be slowing down in September. You will be surprised at your fitness level if you can just soldier your way through these next four weeks. So I'm imploring the listeners out there, just get through the next four weeks. I'm telling you, it's worth it on the other side because you're going to feel a lot more fit if you can run through this, even slowing down, if you can run through this weather than if you didn't. That's obvious, but I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's very true. 
We got a knock on the door here, Docs, in the studio. Who could that be? Let me see. Wow. It's wow, it's our buddy Greg. A6 Greg. A6 Greg. He's hand delivering snacks. It looks like he's got a couple of bags. He doesn't want to be on mic. That's okay. But A6, of course, is the that's official. Not, those are, that's like a huge box. I know. I know. A6, of course, the official snack sponsor of Pace the Nation. They also are sponsoring us to go out to New York City this uh, november so hopefully you guys continue to train through this this hot weather so we can reap the benefits in uh, november but uh a6 greg has uh looks like he's he's got some pots and pans fortunately we have a kitchen in outside, studio today outside, outside the studio uh food I truck i don't know what he's i don't know <laughs> i don't know what he's doing but uh it looks like he's Maybe cooking us. He put on an some, apron. I think he's going to be food? cooking us food. Wow, this is uh, going above and beyond. I like that his apron says "Bless this mess." <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice apron. A uh, six yeah. Greg. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll get to the bottom of that. But it looks like he's going to go cook us uh, some sort of. I don't know. Who knows? Lunch. Who knows? Snacks. I don't know. More than snacks today. Thanks again. We, to we will come back and update you every time he brings yeah. us some delicious, no, delicious no. food. All right. Well, that's, that's that's an exciting development here. This podcast, of course, is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area DC locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have our location in Princeton, New Jersey. So, what township is Princeton in? Um, not everything is a township. Okay, that's right. Don't be judgy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was your homework assignment to find yeah. out what a township is and then educate us. It's in Mercer County. It's much, in Mercer County, which yeah. is in, Much like Farley's <laughs> newborn baby is going to educate him once he's born. Yeah, that's a whole other side off air. So it's in Mercer County, mm-hmm. not in a township. Not it's in, in township. Princeton. Okay, cool. What well, is a township? Uh, I didn't really listen to my brother. <laughs> <laughs> As I understand it, townships are in New Jersey basically operate like towns. Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. And should answer. They're um, towns that operate on maritime law. Yeah, it's a town that's actually on a, a moving vessel. Got it. So okay. the townships have to be near water mm-hmm. in order for it to work. I think work. Brother Russo was pulling your leg. <laughs> I, I'm not sure this is a good answer. All right, anyways, 7 Palmer Square. Go see our guys there at uh, Pacers Princeton. All right. Good show, guys. Thanks again to Julie Cully for joining us here on the program. Thanks to ASICS Greg, the great folks at ASICS. I mean, he gave us, like, gear to get ready for the New York City Marathon. Very excited about that. He gave us shorts but no shirt because he knows that I don't wear a shirt when I run. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was an awesome gesture by ASICS and uh, our buddy Greg. And he made us lunch today. It's still coming out, man. Amazing. First course. In courses. In yeah. courses. It's First, amazing. Amazing. That's that's awesome stuff. So thanks to A6 Greg. Thanks to Julie. Thanks to the listeners. Appreciate you guys. Exciting guest next week. Can't wait to talk to her and tell you about her on next week's program. But for now, I'm Chris Farley. And for Joanna Russo and William E. Docs, this is Pace the Nation. We'll see you next week.
next week, mm. right? Well, no, no. This is the president that you've set now, so you're going to come every <laughs> week and cook for us. All right. So I want to apologize, you guys, because I totally punted the guest this week, and I didn't really try that hard. I was just exhausted, so I just bring in my wife. And then I want to apologize for to Julie for letting her know that she is actually backup. the the backup, <laughs> the punting, the guest who was just basically punted away. So uh, be careful! Well, I'm about to walk. If it makes you, <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Julie, we've had guests come on before that say, "Well, Farley called me about half an hour to go to see," and and like Joanna and I would know four days before that we're trying to get this person right and they're like oh well, i just found out about this 20 minutes ago and we're like wait you're supposed to contact them four days we ago. we thought four days ago this was a sure thing so you guys know chris farley you should know by now yeah know. come on i produce though so. not today <laughs> wow i mean <laughs> she i'm is... feeling really good right now thanks guys hopefully <laughs> hopefully joanna blocked you in so you can't leave <laughs> Julie, Julie's uh, pregnant. She's too slow. We, we'll catch her. <laughs> it yeah. is hard for me to get around. <laughs> All right. Let's get into it here. All right. Hold on a second. Uh, looks like somebody has knocked on the studio door, Docs. Yeah. Uh, who could that be? All right. Hang on one second. Let's see who it is. This is like a child show. <laughs> <laughs> we have, like visitors <laughs> dropping. Oh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's Mr. Green. <laughs> to start off, I do where should I start that from? Um, I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, Docs. The thing is, he doesn't have to listen because he listens to it back <laughs> so many like times. like five times so, later. Yeah, so. But how do you chime in then, Docs? Or That's am I just really that boring? <laughs> no. It was That's why everything he says is a non sequitur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't really listen until later. And then he can he listens so many times later, he can recite it back to you. <laughs> so like wow. I, Oh, there's a, there's courses. <laughs> this is unbelievable. So oh my so god! No, 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 it's not yours, Farley. Because it's got a bowl and a fork. Awesome. This is amazing. There are four bowls. That's bullshit. 